Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to the Rotating Heroes podcast. I don't know if I should do that in this part. Um, would yeah. Pass Zach be mad at me for doing that? Ask your heart. Yeah, he'd be pissed. <laughs> he'd be real angry. <laughs> Hi, Jasper. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm sort of coming to the end of my America trip, and I'm like, oh, wow. Wow. I, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We've done a lot. We've done it's a been, lot. There's been, been a lot going on. a really wild few weeks, and I'm so excited for you to... Uh, get a little bit more into arc one of Rotating Heroes because yeah. this is so good. This is still one of my favorite arcs for sure. I think just because it was like such a there's such a youthful vibrancy about your uh, DMing in this as well. It's just it's so wonderful and the the crew has got great energy. Yeah, and it's great. I'm very yeah, I mean as we record these new ones, it's fun to look back at the old ones and see how young I was and yeah. how youthful and how how spirited this new this first crew mm. embarking on this journey was. Yeah, and then it all went wrong. Well, it definitely gets definitely gets darker. I think. <laughs> 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 yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, a little bit. But we're keeping it light with the second episode of light Arc 1. Um, well, perfect. Why don't, we th- why don't you throw over to past you? All right. Past me. You know what to do. Uh. Exactly what you already did. <laughs> and now presenting the Rotating Heroes Welcome back to episode two of the Rotating Heroes podcast. Uh, thanks for coming back. I'm joined by the same crew from the first episode uh, on this first adventure. Uh, first off, we have Emily Axford. Hi, yeah, I play Brenda Elizabeth. Okay. Uh, as snotty as ever, it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, I can talk like myself, but... <laughs> oh, oh, wow, I thought you had a cold. Uh Next up, we have Mike Trapp. Hello, I am Turbine Spizzlezink. And then finally, uh, Siobhan Thompson. Hello, uh, I am playing Astrid Starborn, everybody's favorite rich kid. (laughs) (laughs) You know how everyone picks a favorite rich kid? Yeah. Everybody has a favorite rich kid, and this is everybody's. You collect cards. (laughs) (laughs) This feels like very good branding. I would love a rich kid trading card pack. I think that would be extremely funny. I would love to burn them. (laughs) Richie Rich. Astrid Starborn. Yes, um, that's true. Little kid Batman. Whoa, I got five cards just named Trip. <laughs> Trip the seventh? <laughs> Weird. 
Okay, so to get back into it, I'll, I'll give you all a little recap. So, um, as this uneasy friendship formed, the peaceful vibe of Aberdeen was shattered by the otherworldly horn blowing from none other than the long dormant nearby obelisk. A voice revealing itself to be Barnabas Glenfin issued a call for applicants to work at the obelisk. Sign-ups were held in the form of a challenge. Retrieve a quill from the floating drones and sign up. With a combination of skills including playing a piano, brute strength, and immediately noticing one of the drones in a horse's mouth. <laughs> I remember playing piano. Piano was me, right? <laughs> yeah, Brenda, you know how to play the piano, right? <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth, excuse me. Uh, the trio found themselves on the sign-up sheet, uh, along with nine other lucky townsfolk, and proceeded to enter the obelisk where they were greeted by none other than Barnabas Glenfin in the flesh, and also a little bit of metal. So that brings us where we are today. Have we rested or are we still down our slots and stuff from last time? I wasn't anticipating y'all taking a rest, but um, you're not like hurt yet, right? You just had, you just used up some slots. I mean, Brenda did take a ton. I mean, sorry, Brenda Elizabeth did take a ton of damage. <laughs> just kidding. You got uh, kind of kicked in the face by a couple of horses, right? <laughs> so... After you signed up, you were greeted by Barnabas Glenfin. He is this like almost like Inspector Gadget looking elf. He's got kind of a uh, metallic looking beard, uh, metallic oh. points on the ends of his ears and like kind of whirs and stuff. Like you, you can tell that there's like gadgets hidden within his suit. He's like kind of like a little awkward for lack of a better word. He He, he looks a little uncomfortable in his own skin. Uh, Brenda Elizabeth, being someone who is also the same way, does not clock this. <laughs> he seems really comfortable with himself. A really normal guy. Astrid has found 18 different ways to bully this person already. <laughs> His eyes dart at Astrid as he knows that this is maybe coming. <laughs> you and the rest of the applicants follow Barnabas onto the obelisk itself, and you enter... <laughs> turbine once again screams a high-pitched squeal that everyone uh around him just kind of immediately cringes from my my poofy bangs sort of uh catch the wind of that scream <laughs> just echoes vibrations yeah. looking around everywhere your Am bangs I have somehow less weight than normal hair it's so light like, I it's only just so frail the bangs. really damaged hair <laughs> Am I on the horse still? <laughs> yeah, you, you're 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 leading the horse. I would say, uh, <laughs> Gelfes, the horse. Uh, uh, well, yeah, you you the other contestants, Gelfes and Barnabas, all step into a large copper atrium shaped like a massive teardrop uh, light bulb, and in the center, up in the top of the dome, is a bizarre warbling chandelier spinning in the air. The chandelier consists of floating metallic orbs, a copper one and a silver one and iron, etc. And they're all held together by some kind of powerful electromagnetic force that spins it on an axis like a neutron. You notice as you come in, like your footsteps aren't really making much noise for the metal that you're walking on. It's like should be clanging, but it's somehow dulled. Can I listen to Galfas's clomping feet? Yeah. So you're you're looking out for his feet clomping. Yeah, I just want to. No, obviously it could be loud. It's like it's quiet. Really muffled. Wow. 
The hooves are muffled. <laughs> He's got horseshoes on and everything. I like kind of get down on all fours and just start like banging on the floor to see what it does. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's, uh, there's um, this alloy actually stops um, the uh, traveling of sound waves. Uh, you know, metal often is um, uh, much louder than this, so you don't have to bang on it that hard. <laughs> I'm banging even I harder. I smash it with my hammer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please. It it can it can take it, but maybe we shouldn't. I start uh, playing my concertina into the floor. <laughs> I prance around doing my horse gallop to see if I can make a gallop noise. <laughs> okay, so I, I think we've proven our point. Everyone, everyone, try banging on the floor. Everyone, now, if we all jump in perfect unison, we can make a sound. Raider is just punching the ground. Uh, <laughs> fuck, I can't hear it. I tried to convince everyone to stomp at the same time. That's a stupid idea. I have a good idea. Everybody stomp at the same time. Good one, Astrid. <laughs> whoa, good idea. Yeah. Uh, the one human there is like, whoa, that's actually a pretty sick idea. And just like kind of hops with his sandals. And it's just kind of like oh, This tourist is chill as hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like everyone else is like a halfling, a dwarf, or a gnome. And there's just this one like kind of bohemian uh van life looking dude there with uh <laughs> soul patch who's just kind of <laughs> sketching everything you see it's like wow pretty cool as you continue to walk in these little whirring drones that uh you caught earlier are flying around like bees all carrying like wrenches and sprockets to different they all look really busy but it's kind of unclear what they're doing they kind of smash into each other in the air but keep going endlessly doing whatever tasks they have you hear this like kind of clockwork sounding machine before you see it and <laughs> a brain in a jar with arms and legs <laughs> kind of looks like uh maybe like mr mime or uh <laughs> proportions wise like mr mime or like that like little like bladed hand thing from thor ragnarok like we just like runs up uh, the grandpa with the grandpa grandma <laughs> yeah you'd be completely lost on this I'm reference you so know, cool you see just like a little guy with a co- like a tray of coffees and a tray of waters like uh, uh just like roll up with like <laughs> bubbles coming out of his little brain jar uh and like little like steam coming out of his butt and he's like coffee water coffee, can i lean water. into this little guy and say i'm really sorry my friend but We've all been offered a position here. You might be losing a job. I'd like to buy the robot. <laughs> and just the water is fine with me. Well, I, this, uh, <laughs> it hands you a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't want to be rude. <laughs> I drink it anyway. <laughs> wow. It, uh, it kind of regards you, Astrid, and then looks back at you, um, Brenda Elizabeth. Hi, Brenda Elizabeth. Brenda Elizabeth for short. It has no facial features to speak of because it is just a brain, but a bunch of bubbles come out and it looks up at Barnabas and looks back. I just wanted to give you a heads up. You might be looking for a new job. I, I know that that could take time. It nods. My grandmas and grandpas have really been through it with the job process. Mm, uh, it, <laughs> the the, <laughs> you can tell the 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 brain in a jar is wondering how many grandparents you might have. <laughs> Something about the wrinkles in its forehead might be suggesting that, <laughs> and then it scurries off. Six grandpas, four grandmas. Barnabas says, well, I mean, that's, this is kind of the problem. That's Bubbles, my current assistant. Uh, he's been here probably as long as I have. You know, he does an okay job, but I think his faculties are a little limited. I mean, we're hoping to generally have more help. You see Bubbles actually run back and, like, whisper something to him. 
like it has like a little voice box on its neck that it, it is able to communicate with like very in a very limited way and uh, uh Barnabas regards it and is like, oh, okay, uh, I'll be right back. Uh, be, feel free to explore the space, and uh, we'll get the uh, the first step of the interview slash tour process uh, going. So they uh, continue on, but leave you in this cool atrium. Is there anything small and pocket-sized? I feel like I would just immediately be, like, grabbing, like, souvenirs, you know, like, oh, cool. Like, anything, <laughs> it's like, any, like, little screws, any bits of anything. It's just be like, oh, I'll shove it in my pockets. There's, like, some of these little, like, helper drones have smashed into each other. I'm like, <laughs> a, there's, like, a sprocket or two on the ground. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but beyond that, it's, like, mostly kind of sparse. It's, like, it ha- it's akin to, like, a fancy hotel lobby where there's sort of a, a, a front sign-in area. There's there's some seating area to the side that looks maybe like you're waiting for someone to come down from their hotel room or something. <laughs> uh, and then like a little canteen. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Brenda Elizabeth looks down at her rainbow gel quill, and she wonders if in a place that's so metallic, if she might be able to find a metallic gel quill. I guess you can make a perception check. It doesn't initially look like that there's anything specifically in this room that's like that but you know okay. there's a lot of possibilities here the the chandelier <laughs> with the weird baubles and stuff can you tell me again what does it look like what's the deal with the chandelier there's nothing so obvious to gleam other than that it's like a, a futuristic looking technology mm. uh, you do notice that each orb that's floating around is a different type of metal mm. uh, seemingly um, but beyond that I did get a 23 on my perception check for a metallic gel quill but i'm willing to use that for general information if you would prefer (laughs) yeah yeah well um you're it's in a general sense uh you're looking around also i forgot to mention on one end there is um, a series of portraits Mm -hmm. uh and a large uh ball that has a hand and a uh paintbrush and little like what a palette currently painting currently painting a new portrait but there are like six or seven other portraits to the side of it i of course stand in front of the 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 drawing magical drawing hands and have it draw a portrait for me i'm very used to standing for my portrait i can stand very just sort of (gasps) is she holding her breath to make a statement or is this a fit (laughs) or It does kind of start drawing you into the portrait. <laughs> what are the portraits of? The portrait is of a wise-looking elf that has a kind of golden crown built into its head. It's just, you know, posing for the portrait itself. And below it, it says Barnabas the Golden. To the right of that is Barnabas the Silver, and it's a um, uh, a similar thing with, like, a kind of built-in silver monocle then there's barnabas the iron and it has like a, a metal you know iron jaw uh but it's a it's a series of barnabases barnaby barnaby if you will do they share features do they look exactly alike do they look related do they look uh mutated but from the same genetic material they don't look mutated they do look related though okay. like it's um not like overly like it doesn't look like twins or whatever going on it's it's like uh, you know the as it goes on they kind of look less and less related Interesting. so like the first and last one uh, you know the most recent one that he's painting right now that how now has a bit of astrid in it uh <laughs> uh does not look like the first guy in fact it looks pretty different okay interesting 
Are there any family pets of these portraits? There are little tiny robots throughout them, but a, a, a kind of a, a sad lack of animals you discover. I touch Galfas with a quivering hand, pondering such a lonely <laughs> life. I also touch Galfas just because it seems like right for the moment. So you're, you know, again, you're a gnome, so you're kind of touching like the like ankle tendon of yeah. this horse. <laughs> it's really. I'm a halfling, so I'm right down it. there with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just kind of touching its knee, I yeah. guess. Uh, this is a full-size Palomino horse. Uh, you notice, I guess, like, uh, you, you do notice that in one portrait, like the last two, there's uh, Barnabas the Copper, and then there's not, like, a label on the most recent one that he's painting, is a red-headed elf mm. that has, like, a little uh, brunette child elf on its knee that's just sort of, like, making itself part of the portrait. And there's like a little gnome in the background that's got like a blast full of soot in its face <laughs> with just like white teeth. I love the idea photo of photobombing a portrait. Yeah, like, portrait <laughs> they had to sit for yeah. it for days. It's just like. <laughs> uh, but like uh, the most recent one uh, that, that is being worked on right now uh, is unfinished. I mean, you only see what you presume is the Barnabas that greeted you. And now just a piece of Astrid in the photo as well. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to explore anything else. Yeah, I want to I want to explore this canteen area, see what snacks we can get. I'm going to do an in- investigation. Yeah. I'm not the smartest. I got an eight. I mean, I have a 23 perception check for uh, <laughs> a metallic uh, gel quill. So you could use that probably. Yeah, Brenda, can you get me some snacks? Okay, I use my perception check in service of Astrid. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so you we're, we're, we're milking this perception check. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we wander over to the canteen where it's almost like, you know, in, in like an old Super Nintendo Zelda game, there's like a little counter with three things on it. Um, um, it's that, uh, <laughs> and like there's this robotic upper half of a kind of bartender-like guy. kind of old-timey bartender, but, you know, like, animatronic, like it's, like, something at Disneyland, like, washing the same spot on the bar over and over again with a a rag. (laughs) Uh, And it's like, what do you do you for? I'm so sorry, um, but we are currently probably going to get your job. I just am trying to warn everyone that you should probably start looking now because we're being considered as applicants to work here. It's a big thing where humans, are, uh, where biological life forms are taking robot jobs. It's, it's really, uh, really a thing that like not, pe- not a lot of people are talking about right yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, obviously he needs to be replaced. He's watching the same point in the bar over and over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, that one point is really clean, but like, what about the rest of the bar? It's just a hole. Oh, really? The wood. It's polished to perfection, this one little spot. <laughs> the rest is a mess. You can tell he's like imagining this sort of, uh, <laughs> this like Black Mirror episode that you described. He's <laughs> just haunting when he looks forward. Do you, uh, uh, sorry to ask you to do, to ask a favor, uh, us, the people taking your job, but um, do you have any snacks? What snacks are available? I've got a hungry friend. The offerings we have are, and uh, you, you see him point back, like, he, you know, he has, like, preloaded phrases, it feels a little like. He, he points to, like, a red potion-looking thing, and then, like, a slightly larger red potion, <laughs> uh, and then these, like, metallic boots that, uh, they, they look like they have, like, magnets on the bottom. Huh. So no key lime pie. 
these are our offerings. Uh, <laughs> I can see why they would have replaced this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I was there, I'd be moving up a key lime pie. <laughs> Raiders like, give us key lime pie, you asshole. <laughs> key lime pie, you idiot. Do you not know what I'm talking about? Um, uh, can you tell me about these offerings? What do the potions do, and what do the boots do? This is a minor healing potion, a regular healing potion, and, um, what did I say these were called? I didn't have a name for them, so these are little magnet boots. <laughs> little magnet boots, okay. I'm assuming in a metallic place like this, you could use them to climb the wall, stick to the ceiling, skirt that chandelier up there. Mostly not. How small are they? I have remarkably dainty little feet. And how magnetic are they? He realizes you're asking, like, his, uh, Siri-like brain realizes you're asking about the little magnet boots and <laughs> says, the little magnet boots give you advantage on deck saves while in the obelisk. And also once per day, you can cast levitation. Oh, I mean, who needs to levitate when you've got a horse, right? I look around <laughs> the entire canteen. <laughs> Gelfest is like kind of far away from you at this point. <laughs> Those boots look pretty good, but I'm not very rich. <laughs> oh, are they? do we have to buy them? With money. Yes, these are available for purchase. Yes, I'll buy them. I spent all my money on, <laughs> on Pink and Bog to get into the, the festival. So. Is there only one pair of boots? Uh, he nods. Well, I'll buy all of the things, and you haven't... I gave her the horse thing, and you haven't had one yet, so you have the... You have the boots. I'm already pretty dexterous. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if we need to. Uh, we need to make me crazy dexterous. If you want the, fine, I'll lasted, take them. You're you're so rich. You deserve those boots. <laughs> you know, you're right. I am so I am so rich, and I deserve to be so rich and to have these boots. <laughs> Rotatoes, it is time to thank our next sponsor, Hero Forge. Did you know that from the 2nd of May to the 9th of May, which is right now, there is 10% of all physical miniatures. That's color printed plastic, premium plastic, regular plastic, bronze, and color standees. You get 10% off, and plus there is free shipping, including international shipping, which means I will be getting on that right now because it always costs me a bomb to order stuff from overseas, and I love the fact that there is free shipping included. You can also add new merch items whenever you want to your order, which includes Hero Forge pins, shirts, dice, whatever you want. There is no code necessary. Just head to heroforge.com and start building today. If you don't know what Hero Forge is because, I don't know, you've been living under one of the many rocks of Amalar, it is a fully customizable tabletop miniatures. They are absolutely amazing. I've built so many of my characters in there to give me a nice little visual aid, and I've ordered some of them, and they just come out so, so well. So, if you want to get your custom mini in a variety of different materials, or even a downloadable file if you're lucky enough to have a 3D printer at home, then you can do so at HeroForge. So that's HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today. And don't forget to check back often as there is new content added every single week. HeroForge.com today. 10% off until the 9th of May, you know where to be. That's it for now, let's get back into this week's episode.
I'll get one of those uh, one of those potions, those code red healing potions. <laughs> I believe I have zero money. It would not make any mm. sense for Brenda Elizabeth to have any money, so she smiles <laughs> and stands alongside everyone. <laughs> As you all ask for certain things, uh, the the bartender canteen operator just says, "Great, that will be seven credits." I give him what are some of the gears that I picked up. Yeah, do we have credits? A, bit, a, a credits what up? we pay for in the outside world or are they obelisk, special obelisk money? It seems like maybe unique to the obelisk. Mm. I slam my feet down in frustration. <laughs> <laughs> What's the exchange rate? I demand to, to the, the bureau to exchange. Where is it? just it? kind of looks at you like unthinking. It doesn't really have uh, much to say, but as you- this bartender. <laughs> as you slam your feet down- <laughs> Barnabas comes back through like a circular door that appears in the wall. He sees you stopping. He's like, can you, are people just still stomping? Are we still trying to make noise? No, we got some other stuff done, but we've returned to stomping. Okay. uh, I just want to welcome everyone to the facilitator. Uh, Each of you has proven that you're highly motivated and ready to put in the work uh, at this demanding and rewarding job. I'm honestly impressed by the work each of you did here. I'm, Astrid, it was. I'm still thinking about how you scared off that mob. That was wild. I'm taking like word um, for word notes, <laughs> like the kind of like really unhelpful notes when you're like first in college, you don't know how to take notes. It's just like trying to capture every single word and nuance. I'm doing childish notes, which are you take one word and then doodle the hell out of it. <laughs> so I just write facilitator and like cover it with doodles and vines. <laughs> I'm just assuming that these guys are taking notes, and I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're definitely taking notes for you. Some a little better than the other. <laughs> uh, Barnabas looks at you taking notes, and he's like, "Ah, you kind of remind me of somebody I used to know." And he points to that portrait with the little like gnome with like <laughs> the soot covering its face. What was his name? Who's he? I uh, we we don't have to get into specifics about this guy right now. I just I, I, you, you're gonna tell friend. me I remind okay. you of someone and then tell me nothing about them. I'm good. <laughs> hey. I gotta do, I gotta hop on turbines. What am I supposed here. to you take gotta, with that? Can't hold that on this one. <laughs> um, that's supposed to mean something to me. The portrait. <laughs> uh, that's just a that was a, a gnome named Tradix who used to work here. Um, he you know had the same sort of enthusiasm. It seems like you have. Uh, and well, I just think you've sad. built a great obelisk here, Mister uh, Mister Barnabas. Oh, thank you. I mean, I didn't build it. Uh, I'm just um, currently the chief of operations here, and uh, I like it a lot. And you know, I've 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 come to learn how to operate it. I just I I think I um, it's time for me to admit that I need a little help from someone with maybe an outside perspective. I'm an outsider. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, That's that's kind of why you all are here. You're all outsiders. So yeah, we're ready to start. We're ready to start whenever you know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, we're actually going to start. So the way this is going to work. The way this is going to work. I'm still writing facilitator. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the beginning of like a a medieval manuscript. (laughs) The first letters letters all illuminated, gold foil. All the all the O's have like hearts in them. There's like a dolphin (laughs) leaping from the F to the R. (laughs) So uh, you you didn't write anything else I said down. You just wrote down facilitator. I'm gonna work on Draxus next because that's a pretty cool name. (laughs) Okay. 
It's Tradix, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. Everyone drags it. <laughs> okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Mr. Barnabas, how did you become facilitator? Well, I, I'm I'm the uh, chief operator. This is the facilitator. Well, he's taking the notes. It seems like you're not listening. He's yeah. taking the notes. <laughs> I'm taking the notes. You don't need to correct um, her. I'm taking the notes. You know, I had to take over for the Barnabas before me, um, and... You know, it's been my lifelong dream to run this facility, so this is kind of a big deal for me, and has been, well, has been for the last 50 years I've done it. But, uh, you know, I think it's time to add to the roster, so uh, to make things simpler for me, I'm just going to divvy you up to groups of three, and we'll see how well you work in a team environment. Um, I'm playing this a little fast and loose, so you're going to have to roll with me on this one. The teams with the most points at the end of the tour will get the one-on-one interviews, and from there, I'm going to make my choice. Barnabas, may I quickly ask you what your any hint of what you're looking for as an applicant? That's a really good question. Um, so, we're looking for people who have the ability to quickly problem solve and handle situations as they arise, sort of improvise as they come. People who can creatively problem solve. People who have vision for what the future of the facilitator can look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I have visions. You have visions? Well, that's that's going to be great. And, and you know, I handed this... my resume. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I handed him my business no, card. <laughs> yeah, have you noticed that only you three are talking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we're go-getters and problem solvers, sir. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that's a good point. I actually need, you know, maybe I need to be pressing that way. I start trying to bang on the floor again. <laughs> Raider's like, guys, shut up. He's talking. <laughs> I smack Raider. <laughs> you slap him. He's like, ow, fuck. That, that uh, rage out a little bit. <laughs> the human, his name's Mop. Uh, he's like, so, like, can we just, like, keep talking, or is it just, like, what's the, what's the exactly the I think it's, like, a free-for-all. Yeah, Bop, if you could talk if you want, absolutely. Yeah. I start doodling Mop. I'm, I'm realizing a big part of a uh, problem that I have when I interact with um, living beings, for the most part, is that they don't expect, you know, respect my authority in any way and just kind of stomp all over me. Um, so I'm going to do my best to power forward, and uh, as he says, this, those little drones fly in put little bracelets on each of you uh you all have yellow bracelets there's another team that's red blue green and so those are like the four different groups cool um, you see that raider bink and bonker one group noah the like uh axe throwing guy is with two other dwarves and then the human is with two halflings that you don't really know i am absolutely obviously looking at the other groups to see if i can like be in the best group <laughs> Like, I'm really judging everybody. I'm willing to drop these guys immediately to make sure that I'm in the best group. But for now, it seems like it's good. We'll see once we... Barnabas, for no reason at all, says, so these groups are permanent. Uh, these, <laughs> these are the way that these groups will be. That's good, because once I make a commitment, I never turn my back on it. I'm steadfast and loyal. <laughs> best friends forever. I just drape my arms over. <laughs> Wow, that's that's really nice. That's a, a great enthusiasm. Um, uh, do you want to point out one thing? He, he looks at Gelfast, the horse. Um, yeah, yeah. That you're free to point at. You're free to point at Gelfast. Gelfast is. I'm okay allowed to with point that. at the horse. Yeah, you said you do want to point at one thing. Okay, well, um, great. That's awesome. You got your point in. Um, great. So as he points at Gelfast, uh, everyone make a uh, dexterity saving throw. B eight. Ooh, dirty twenty. 
Ooh. A dirty 20 as well. <laughs> Galfus kind of slips, uh, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, but you notice that uh, if, if anyone got under a 10, you just kind of fell over uh, as it felt like the room kind of shifted in some way. Um, it shifts in a way that reveals a new door. Oh. As you see this door, Barnabas points at Galfus and is like, sorry, as we go on this tour, unfortunately, I... I have to, and he points at this sign that says, not designed with equine hinds in mind. Uh, and, and so uh, okay. you're unfortunately, it'll be safe in here. And uh, uh, Bubbles, the little brain with like arms and legs, just runs up with a big pile of hay and throws it on the ground in front of Gelfest. <laughs> Brenda Elizabeth nods knowingly. She knew this was coming, uh, but she still, you know, she knows that Galfast is their own. They're not hers so she goes over and she's you know gives Galfast good pet she says you've been faithful but can you be patient it just looks like a like a action figure of a horse just so still <laughs> like it's not even perturbed at all it's just like uh at this point i think your your ability to speak Galfast is faded please don't give me that face okay i can't bring you in you you had enough horses in here that you had a sign? <laughs> you printed a sign specifically to, for no horses in here? It's a really old sign. It's been here for a really long time. It's mm. also, as someone who's a pretty modest person, it's a little rude to talk about equine hinds. <laughs> I I don't, I mean, this gal has mine. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the, the proper term is... Equine badonkadonk. <laughs> Equine badonkadonk. Okay. Well, um, that's what they prefer. Well, thank you for taking care of Galfast. I appreciate it. And you know what, Galfast? If you, if, if the world beckons you and you decide to leave, that is your decision. It's like eating one piece of hay. It's like <laughs> just chewing on it. Galfast, don't give me that drama. <laughs> Of his shits on the ground. <laughs> Such a noble beast. You've chose well. Bubbles runs up with a little like pan and like scoops it up. <laughs> runs away really fast, like clomping around. Well, Barnabas, I think we dodged a bullet, but me and Galfast came to an agreement. I, uh, I, I surrender the beast. Okay. Um. Well, that's good. And um, you know, it's just it'll. it'll I put a hand on it again. <laughs> the beast will be here when you are done with the tour i think uh it's just safer generally uh because there's weird stairs and other things that a horse could turn an ankle on anyways we've, we've we've covered this um i'm not sure what else i have to personally say about it. <laughs> <laughs> i have a few words i'd like to say you know anyways uh, i'm gonna move on <laughs> uh barnabas like walks up to this uh this new door that has appeared it's also kind of like teardrop shaped and he's like, looks a little nervous, and, he, and he's like, okay, so uh, there's been many projects uh, that the Barnaby, <laughs> there's been many projects that the Barnaby, the, um, the plural for Barnabas, I have worked the word on Barnaby before me. for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, um, you can write that down, sure. Uh, <laughs> that uh, they've all been working on in different facets, and this is actually my pet project. Kind of nervous to show it to someone before, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of... Um, Maybe a little more whimsical than the previous, uh, the previous Barnaby. And um, I open up one of my doodles and I say, "I think I know whimsy. It's a golden retriever whose birthday it is." <laughs> wow, that's really good. Can you um, 
later on can we talk about that that's a really good idea <laughs> yeah um so uh so yeah you know in general i like fun stuff and so this is me of my... too <laughs> wow we have a lot in common everyone's like yeah i like i like, I like fun, fun stuff, stuff. <laughs> oh, hey, fun stuff. Cool. yeah wow mop way in huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just said it uh, uh, fun stuff's pretty awesome uh so it's like uh this is actually my pet my first pet project it's the factory room floor where i make toys so um you know, wow. I think you'll find it uh, pretty whimsical. Uh, and he opens the door. As he opens the door, you're immediately confronted by just hot air. It just, like, hits you in the face. I run uh, in. There's, like, a cacophony <laughs> of loud, banging noises. Can I do an athletics check to make sure that I'm the first one in? I, 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 try, to, I try to push Astrid to get in front of her. <laughs> yeah, I do an opposed athletics check. Uh, I got a 12. <laughs> I stand in the back and let the hot, stale air wash away. I got a seven. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this this air is gross. It smells like burnt hair. It's like, you also hear this, like, just tremendous clashing and banging. Um, and as you all walk in, yeah, Astrid, you're able to, to get there. Before, like, no one else is competing in the same way that you were competing. I but, win, yes! <laughs> Turbine fell down for some reason. Oh. Uh, <laughs> You you go enter there and Barnabas looks around and he's like, okay, this is um maybe not good. It's maybe not supposed to be that bad, but you know things are gonna uh, happen like this. Uh, so uh, we're gonna see who can um I don't know solve this as quickly as you can. Uh, and as he says that, you look out from sort of like a higher up level of a factory floor. There's like a guide rail and you're looking down to four big basically separated tunnels and each one has uh, conveyor belts with machines on them that are basically assembly lines constructing toy soldiers except for the fact that they are going haywire they're they're smoking there's electricity and fire and just like big hammering noises as whatever is going on here is going wrong this is whimsy I- <laughs> I didn't realize that making toys was so barbaric. I no longer regret never having the money for them as a child. I suppose my grandparents (laughs) saved me from some sort of disgusting process. Toys are excellent. This is not what toys are supposed to be. Yeah, you are actually pretty right. This isn't supposed to be like this. Uh, Yeah, make an insight check if you want. I have a minus one to insight. And I I rolled a four. Boy, am I rolling poorly. I have a 14 on insight. I got a 16 on insight. Cool. So Astrid, this is how toys are made. This is normal. Uh, <laughs> I was kidding. This is how toys are made. I just wanted to test you to see if you I knew. But, uh, don't. Big industrial factory. Why wouldn't you? But for Turbine and um, Brenda Elizabeth, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, I think with an insight, I'll even give you this, like what you've immediately noticed that like everything in this place has felt so futuristic. This is area feels like, Maybe one day Turbine would be able to do this. Like, it's like of that level of engineering versus what you would expect to see in this place. Like, it's oh. a bunch of like kind of clockworky mm-hmm. looking things. It doesn't look futuristic in the same way other stuff looks. Turbine, do you think that the Barnabas, I say this very quietly, do you think that the Barnabas, the current elected Barnabas, is not as good at technology as the previous Barnabas? I mean, this looks like shit. <laughs> right? right? It kind of sucks. Boy. I mean, this looks like this looks like shit, right? It looks like junk. <laughs> I mean, I don't. What are you guys talking about? Hmm? What are you? I, 
I, this... I think it looks very good. I think you're very good at things. Oh, wow. Thank you, Astrid. I don't know what they were talking about. What, were they agreeing with you? I think it looks really good. Oh, okay. Um, I, guess, I guess just the thing is you promised us whimsy. And you said this would be really whimsical. And this is kind of like sort of industrial. Yes, kind of. In, in um, fact, this looks rather dangerous. And Brenda Elizabeth is going to take her very, very long, thin hair and tuck it into the elastic waistband of her stirrup pants. <laughs> that is not a bad idea. <laughs> I just would hate uh, to he... get it. What are these toys? Can I... May I please have a toy? Um, well, these are unfinished and honestly, I think uh, some of your concerns are correct. This is not going right. Um, we actually probably should shut this down. So this will be your first task, I guess. Okay. Um, uh, you, you see that there's like four different uh, major aisles and they're all completely separated. It feels like each team will take a different path. And he's like, well, uh, you know, how about this? Uh, the first team to get in will get four points, three points for the second team and so far. Uh, it's like Mario Kart rules. Uh, uh, as you as you look at the paths, I'll just tell you how, mechanically how this will work. You see in front of you three distinct paths forward. So from fastest to slowest, you see a factory assembly line conveyor belt moving away from you towards your goal. The only problem with that is that the machines on it are completely haywire, just slamming together a little toy soldier, but like completely shattering it and melting it and electrocuting it as they put it together. Uh, uh, This path will give you a free dash action. Uh, Second, there's the walking path next to that uh, conveyor belt and machine. There's no movement penalties or bonuses here, but uh, it's still close to the fucked up machine, so it still seems a little dangerous. Uh, and then last, the slowest route is the factory conveyor belt moving towards you. It's not broken at all, but since it's moving the opposite way you want, it'll act like difficult terrain. Like trying to run up a, a down escalator. Yes. <laughs> or, or a moving sidewalk going the other way. All right. Uh, if, if you've been in an airport. Cool. Um, sure. Sure. Well, once or twice. Yeah, yeah. You know how- <laughs> No, yes. I only use horses. We've all been in Planes are horses of the sky. <laughs> um Sometimes I wish I could take yes. a moving sidewalk all the way to my destination. <laughs> um, yeah. After these three options, the factory floor dead ends in the middle uh, at a door uh, where a slightly more advanced looking Warforged robot seems to be going haywire. Uh, it's presumably blocking you from the back half of the factory floor that looks similar to this. Um, you see that its eye sockets are glowing red and the wiring underneath its metallic surface glows red as well. Almost like sinister looking veins. Yeah, red glowing. That's that's evil for sure. <laughs> yeah. A yoked robot. <laughs> it's not a good sign when things are glowing red. <laughs> Traditionally speaking. Uh, uh, does he see best, though, he's gone rogue? Yeah, something's gone rogue here. What you see in, in the first aisle is the assistant foreman. I don't think you can see past that first gate, uh, but he's like kind of looking around, just like holding a clipboard that he's breaking in half and then picking up another clipboard and breaking it in half. Uh, and something happened where, where this is, this thing has created uh, this mayhem somehow. Okay. okay. How long is our aisle? Each section is about 60 feet. If it's a race, maybe I'll cast long strider on myself up my speed here. I think all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it right now. Um, everyone roll initiative. Great. You kind of can't see what the other, um, like you see Raider and Bank and Bonk kind of get ready, uh-huh. uh, and you see uh, the other people try to like get ready for their tunnel they have to go through. Um, it seems like the same bullshit over there. Sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I rolled a seven. I rolled a four, but I have a four, so I have an eight. I got a dirty 20. Cool. There she is. Turbine, I think you got the long strider in before he started, but uh, yeah, Barnabas was like, all right, on the count of three, go. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to get all new episodes months early and hear the exclusive art barks over on our Patreon. Zach Oyama was your dungeon master for this episode, and the characters were Emily Axford playing Brenda Elizabeth, Mike Trapp was Turbine's Fizzles Inc., and Siobhan Thompson is Astrid Starborn. This episode was edited and produced by Zach Oyama and Jasper William Cartwright. Bye. Bye.